bollocks. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello. I don't know why I say. This is the podcast. Do we need to introduce our podcast every time we start a new book? Better in it, yeah. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. <laughs> this is the podcast where we look at classical novels and texts <laughs> and basically rip the piss. Call them out on their misogynistic behaviour and just silly behaviour. Yeah. Oh, well, um, so this week, um, Do you oh, want firstly, to intru- my name's Katie. Yeah. <laughs> God, Katie, missing out on the full malachal. Yes. No. Uh, and I'm Marsha. Marsha doesn't actually sound like that. No, I sound like anyway, a Anyway, <laughs> she sounds like a prick. Because we're both really awkward and weird, we find it really hard to introduce ourselves, like, in our actual voices, so we tend to put an accent on, which defeats the point of introducing yeah. ourselves. This is the, so this is one thing welcome. we do at the start of every episode: <laughs> explain our accents. We might not introduce who we are, but we explain our weird accents. Yeah, we're not trying to offend anyone. Unfortunately, we just get very bored of being southern. <laughs> yeah, it is a boring accent. To be fair, it's so boring. It's not even southern enough to be interesting, like Cornish way or Devon way. Yeah, we're just we're just RP. <laughs> so we're just posh twats. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this week and series and probably for a while because I mean, I wrote up the notes for the first five chapters and it's long so (laughs) there's a lot of chapters in there we are looking at drum roll please (gasps) weathering heights because well i don't know where this is going to be released but right now it is october (gasps) and weathering heights is supposedly spooky it is spooky turns out turns out everyone is actually just a massive prick I, so, I laugh i'm like hey, so, yeah. I, I i i don't know I, I i vaguely know the story but not really well this is the thing because i i mean I, I'll, I'll admit to you all i haven't actually finished reading it <gasps> but i am about um i've basically finished it there's not a lot left <laughs> and it is nowhere near as spooky as i was prepared to believe that wuthering heights is isn't there a literal like, ghost also i've just realized we've gotten how long it far into recording and i haven't even sung kate bush yet <laughs> Honestly, all through writing my notes, I'm just going, It's me, Kathy. We need to put the um the music video for that yeah. on our Instagram because people need to know. They need to know it exists. We did a version of it. There was um an antique place near us. Like we said, we're southern, we're posh, sorry. Um and we're an- very posh. <laughs> there was an antique place near us that had a vintage dress thing and they had a dress like she was wearing in the video and I did a wave back through it. I'll see if I can find the video. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be great. If not, I think that place is open. We could go and recreate it. Oh guys, you know how lockdown is. I have to like I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship with lockdown. I have to like clear these things. So maybe it's very stressful, isn't yeah. it? But anyway, we are looking at Wuthering Heights this week. And Wuthering Heights was written by Emily Bronte, Bron- who was an English poet and writer. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, she was actually very successful in her lifetime, which is odd because um, sexism. Because sexism was a thing. Did she use her female name from the get-go? No, yeah. she was known as Ellis Bell yeah. because patriarchy. Patriarchy. That's why she was successful. Exactly, yeah. I like how she um, put Bell in her name. She was like, if I literally put like an element of phallicness in my name, will that help? Literal Bell end. Like, oh, Bell. Literally. A strong name. <laughs> strong male name. Yeah. That's like what we already. like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when she published Wuthering Heights, which um, people were shocked and appalled at the selfishness and cruelness of the characters. Oh. And Emily's response was basically, ever met a man? It's <laughs> pretty accurate to me. <laughs> That's amazing. You haven't pandered to our fragile egos and you make us You've made the hero horrid. Mean. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. He is a prick, yeah. Oh yeah, this was a thing. So before reading Wuthering Heights, I don't, you know, I kind of put it in a similar vain in my mind yeah. to that of like Pride and Prejudice you know kind of yeah. earmarked it with that but a creepier version so I kind of imagined that Heathcliff was going to be like this broody bit of a prick yeah. but ultimately sexy kind of character <laughs> so broody was... and sexy <laughs> that, you know I was thinking it was going to be the classic stupid but the classic like oh he's a bad boy but everyone wants him yeah. he is literally the most abusive monstrous character like I was reading it and I was like He's not meant to be a romantic hero, is he? Is he? Please. And then he's like, no, he is meant to be a brute. Okay, okay good. good. I was, I was in my mind. I was preparing for him to be like Mr. Darcy level, where it's like he's a prick, 
Mm. But at the end of the day, he's not going to murder anyone. <laughs> Keithcliff, I don't feel so safe. <laughs> <laughs> if I miss feeling safe with Mr. Darcy and his pompous awkwardness. <laughs> Darcy safe, man. <laughs> Literally. So... After doing some Googling and establishing he actually wasn't meant to be the romantic hero, I think that I haven't actually seen any TV adaptions or films of Wuthering Heights, but I feel like that probably is how he's portrayed in them. Mm. In the book, he is just meant to be an out-and-out monster. And I'm like, okay, good. Because if not, we really need to sit Emily down and discuss that men can't treat you that way. (laughs) Especially with the reviews, like, Emily, like, fair enough for, like, you know, character development, whatever, but are you okay? Like I said, men are pricks. I mean, she was not wrong. She was not wrong. (laughs) Did she marry? Oh, no. <laughs> I just, just, swore just them skimmed off. a bit of Wikipedia, didn't I? <laughs> I wasn't, Marsha, I wasn't interested in her marital status yeah. because that does not define her. No, God, I did think that as I said it. What was it? I was looking up uh, the Prime Minister of Denmark and like, um, yeah, I put her name into Google and the first thing that popped up and the suggestion was like, is married too? And I was like... <laughs> so much of that, literally. Like, you to Google any female celebrity and it's like oh but did you know they're married to this person it's like oh, give a fuck yeah I don't care unless it's like people Ooh. you really wouldn't think and then I do like the gossip I'll admit <laughs> yeah I mean if anyone's watching but have anyone's watched Buffy and knows the character Warren <gasps> yeah who is an utter monster he dated the actor actress Tara also he's totally Willow's... oh no that'd be a real spoiler okay I won't say yeah who plays Willow's girlfriend yeah, yeah which is a little bit of a spoiler but um eh, really. that's why i was hesitating i was like it's pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> anyway um she comes along and they get to they shack up pretty quickly but yeah that blows my mind because warren's not very nice it's terrible and also um sarah Je- jessica parker went out with robert downey jr that's weird what i didn't know they that went out for like 10 years like late 80s early 90s sort of time shocking she like helped I him through love... like all like his drug addiction and stuff and then i think kind of i love her i mean obviously we're best friends and we discuss it all the time um but i feel like kind of at the end of it um she was a bit like that was a lot <laughs> i don't know if we've got a romantic dynamic anymore and he was like yeah be fair <laughs> i love her she's amazing this is a complete tangent but if anyone follows buffy because she's buffy not sarah michelle so... Be- Park. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller, Sarah Jessica oh. Parker, Carrie from Sex oh. and the City. Yeah, they didn't go out. Age gap on. Oh no, actually, there probably isn't that much of an age gap on it. That's why I was going to say there must be an age gap, but I think he's like in his fifties and she's in her forties, yeah. so it wouldn't be that bad. No, no, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City. I see. Yeah, I thought well, you were reacting cool. so much. I'm like, which is that right? <laughs> well, that's what I was also going to say because I swear she shacked up with um because also Buffy played um. Thelma. Daphne, didn't she? Oh, yeah. And then she married. Daphne. And she played Daphne and then and she Scooby married Freddie. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and that just is so deeply satisfying to me. <laughs> You're just tying up. I really the... respect their marriage. They met before that point, though. I wonder if they were already together. Maybe. Cute. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> anyway, I love her. She's amazing. And she posts so much on Instagram that's wholesome and good. And I'm just like, yes, thank you. Is... Thank you for being here. Thank you, for... thank you Buffy. Being here, Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is the right name. Also, also, uh, just in case anyone's like, she's a prick. There was like this big rumour, and I believed it as well, that she was a Republican, her and Robert. She's not. Yeah, she's not. I was going to say Robert Downey Jr. I googled Jr. it excessively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not They're not Republicans. So, yeah, we can go back to liking her. <laughs> yeah, and she's very, pro- she's very like, vocal on Black Lives Matter mm. and like, mental health awareness. Also, she's open about her plastic surgery, which I just respect. Yeah. And she's also like, very much there for, um, like, I mean, because everyone should be, because you should all be wearing your fucking masks. Mm. But she's very much sort of like, wear your goddamn masks. And I'm like, yes. Sarah. Yeah. Or yes. Buffy will punch you. <laughs> Buffy will kick you. It's like, so um, hard. oh fuck, what's her name? Emma Watson, uh, being mm. Hermione. They just became their real characters in real life. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Yeah. Anyway, Wuthering Heights, Wuthering Heights, guys. We'll stop that. Anyway, back to Wuthering Heights. <laughs> We're going to leave the joy there. <laughs> Wuthering Heights. <laughs> Come into um, my pit of darkness. Yeah, so again with Wuthering Heights, I just find the way they set up narrators in these books interesting yeah so the main narrator for wuthering heights is it, it starts off in the future from where the book is, is set yeah which is really, so it's a couple of years later and the narrator is um 
a man called Mr Lockwood who is from the city and he's come to live at the Grange which is a property owned by Mr Heathcliff who lives in Wuthering Heights okay so they're all like in the same sort of area about five-ish miles apart mm. the Grange is more sort of like more closer to the village it's a bit nicer whereas Wuthering Heights is really in the depths of the moors so you have to really want to get there oh and who wants to get or know there? the <laughs> yeah, so we'll know the land really well. Yeah. So the story starts with Mr. Lockwood, sort of like he's moved down to the country from the city and he's a bit lowly. So he's like, oh, I should probably go like pay my respects to my um, landlord, Mr. Heathcliff, and like sort of be like, hello, I'm your tenant. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So he goes to his house um, and Mr. Heathcliff is basically like, uh, what do you want? And he's like, well, you know, we're neighbours now, technically. And, you know, you own my house. So I thought I'd come say hi. And, he's and like, I'm also paying rent directly to you. And I'm guessing they don't have direct debit. So surely he has to, like, go drop it off or something. Yeah, but servants. Oh, so I have servants for those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, and Cleethe was like, so? <laughs> to be fair, like, right, well, just I thought maybe we should meet. Just being friendly. Why? <laughs> and then he's like, well, are you going to invite me in? It has been a very long walk. Oh, for fuck's sake. Fine. Come in then. <laughs> you must. God. So Heathcliff is very warm and friendly. Yeah. And Mr. Lockwood is a tad awkward about this sort of I wouldn't want greeting. to go in then. I think he's going to murder me. Well, he's not like being murderous right now. He's just being really like... Why are you here? I mean, to be fair, it's how we would react if, like, want to react if people turned up unannounced. It's mm. like, you didn't say you were coming. I've not mentally prepared to socialise. Oh, God. Go away. I used to, thank fuck for corona, eh, guys? I used to have <sighs> friends like that. <laughs> Just show up. I'm so, all my friends are introverts or at least have enough decency to message me about a week in advance. Yeah, let me plop it Also, there's only, like, two of them, so it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Can handle them. Yeah. So yeah, but my God. So to be fair to Heathcliff at this point, I can kind of see his point. Yeah. Um, it is being his most authentic self. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just being friendly. Well, um, don't. I find it very disconcerting. Yeah, well, don't. I'm not friendly. Go away. <laughs> so he invites him in. And just to lay out what Wuthering Heights looks at, like, imagine, like, a big sort of gothic mansion building. Mm. And inside, you would expect it to still have that kind of, like, gothic grandeur kind of thing. Maybe yeah. gone a little bit to seed or something, you know. But ultimately, it's a nice house. Yeah. No. Is it the just for, like, gets... 80s techno vibe inside? Come on, <laughs> yeah. grab a cocktail. <laughs> Come on, we got some bougie stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. no, it is, like, just an utter shithole inside. Is that like... a shit on the carpet? Don't touch my shit. <laughs> There's we have a carpet. Got <laughs> fancy. God, why don't we get so bougie? <laughs> um, but literally, like, if you look into most of the rooms, and it's just like hard, like dirt flooring, or like maybe there was wood there once, but over the years, it's just like grime. And you're like, that, you might find a broken chair. Is that a metaphor for male sexual prowess, where there I was think it's once a wood. There is now crime. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he's got it up in many years. So maybe. I think it's more meant to be a comment on this is what happens when you don't have a woman's touch. Although a woman, there is a female housekeeper. <laughs> but she doesn't know what to do like in David Copperfield. You, to have good housekeepers, you must know how to keep your own house so you can instruct them entirely on what to do, even if they've already been a housekeeper for someone else. Literally, but also I think that does also just happen to reach a point when you live in a sh utter shithole. There's only so much you can do. Oh yeah, I dusted the dirt and hence yeah, misplaced like, the dirt. Like, but why do we own your broken chairs? Look, we live five miles away from the nearest village of a bumpy land and everything. How do you expect me to get some new ones? Yeah, now sit on your broken chair and be grateful. Literally. So he gets shown into the kitchen where they, um. so in the book, they keep talking about he keeps mentioning a bitch in the corner and because i'm forgot that a bitch was a term for a female dog yeah. i was like that's fucking rude <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then can i do a tangent yeah okay this is obviously very like um niche <laughs> but we're renovating an airstream like a caravan thing at the moment and we need to do some welding and when you do welding there's like this thing that can come off it and the like proper term for it is a slag and so ross was telling me about it and he was like and then i'll have to hit the slag off with a hammer 
<laughs> and I was like, look, I Thank know you. that I don't always keep up with all the building talk, but that you you don't have to come out and call me a and then threaten to hit me with a fucking hammer. <laughs> I was like, I've had, I've had up to here with you, Ross. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But I was like, anyone listening into our conversation, like, and then, yeah, the hammer for the slack, yeah. <laughs> It's like, what? What did I? But anyway, yeah. Misunderstanding derogatory terms for women. <laughs> Literally. Did you know that spinster used mm. to be a term for a woman who was self, um, who was like, earned enough to be independent? Uh, I do. Um, through spinning. I, I know that very well because it's our most liked uh, post on Instagram. <laughs> Probably why I know it too. Yeah. yeah, check out our Instagram. Um, so yeah, Miss. So yeah, he's referring to a bitch in the corner. It, then later he mentions the word puppies with the bitch, and I'm like, it's a dog. It's a dogger. Because like, I thought you were just being very rude. <laughs> and he's got puppies. It's good. He's also Mr. Lockwood is also sad that there's no food being prepared. I'd like to reannounce. You're announce he was coming. Here. You came on her now. Like, look, we're not eating for another hour. Why don't you fuck off? Yeah, exactly. Like, did you come here so I would feed you? Fuck yeah, like, I'm completely with Heathcliff. Time to fuck off. Yeah, completely. So he's um, so Lockwood is very annoying. Mm. Um, one thing I would also like to say about again, haven't actually watched them, just seen them being advertised and the brief snippets here and there. But I swear, in all the adaptions of Wuthering Heights, Heathcliff is played by a white guy. Mm. he's not yeah and he's so, not is he but also clearly everyone's really racist yeah. um i mean everyone in the story is racist but it's also clearly written by a racist bitch yeah because like so here's the um description of how heathcliff is described yeah he is a dark-skinned gypsy in aspect, in dress and manners, a gentleman. That is, as much a gentleman as many a country squire, rather slovenly, perhaps, <laughs> yet not looking amiss with his negligence, because he has an erect and handsome figure. Does he now? Rather morose. Does he now? <laughs> Does, Does he, he now? <laughs> I think, Mr Lockwood, you might be overstepping the boundaries a little bit talking about his penis it's this like, early I, in I the introduction. I think he was all right, maybe a bit slovenly. It was kind of hard to see anything past the erection, to be honest, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no wonder you're so grumpy. He's like, well, obviously, I'm busy. Just like, can I come in? Can you not see what's going on? I'll come in. Any food? Who are you? Go away. Who are you? Go away. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> no wonder he's so grumpy. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, it's very rude to interrupt people while they're wanking. <laughs> you have nowhere to go and whatsoever. start demanding food off them. Like, go away. This is not the best time. When's the best time? The first of never. Fuck off. Listen, <laughs> go away. Can't you see? I'm <laughs> okay. um, So, yeah, we've got that slightly not cool description of... Um, of Heathcliff. Yeah. Heathcliff does like start to be a little bit more hosting. He's like, well, have some wine. <laughs> well, if That's the least I can offer you. We might as well have some, some wine. But um, then Mr. Lockwood starts trying to play with the puppies, Yee! as you would. Yeah. But because they're not trained like to be pets, they attack him. <laughs> and he gets really upset. So Mr. Heathcliff is like, well, clearly you're upset now and won't partake in wine. Why don't you come again tomorrow and we'll have wine then? <laughs> And so quite nice now. He is. He's like. I mean, he's not really. He's. But he is like basically like. Well, what did you expect? They're working dogs. Don't touch them. But I've just had my hand bitten. Give a shit. Have some wine. I don't want wine. Well, then go away and come back when you do. Yeah, it just sounds very logical. <laughs> yeah, he is straight to the point, Mister yeah. Heathcliff. So Lockwood agrees um, and heads back home to the Grange. Yeah. Um, and you've just got to love the sexism in, in these old stories. Yeah. So he, we start learning a little bit more about the Grange, the house where he lives. And he mentions that Mr. Lockwood um, has a housekeeper mm. um, and that she basically came with the property. Oh, yeah. But that's like in the others, <laughs> isn't it? And um, like all those like old programmes. Or, or what's the other one on Netflix? The Haunting of Hill House. When, um, yeah. Like, yeah, they're just like, oh, with old houses like this, the staff comes with the property. Like, Really? Really? Hi. Also, like, how so, much are they earning? They must be earning a significant amount. So if you like buy this like fuck off big expensive house, and they're like, and we need thirty grand a year to keep us on as well. Fuck off. Literally. Like, 
That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, like she, he's got this housekeeper. No, I don't think she got a say. I mean, to be fair, she seems to get on all right with Mister Lockwood, but I don't think she got a say about who her new master was. No. So that is problematic, and um, he is shocked at her audacity. Mm. He says. I dine between 12 and 1 o'clock. The housekeeper, a matronly lady, taken as a fixture along with the house, could not or would not comprehend my request that I might be served at 5. Lord. Well, then get your own fucking food. Yeah, literally. like She's not a fixture. She's a human being. Yeah, and, you're, you're, and she's the one, yeah, making the food. You eat when it's given to you. She's like, well, I get hungry at 12. So I'll be eating at 12. You're welcome to have some too, but I eat at five. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't. I don't think I asked. I think I stated when the meal times were, pal. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but this is how it is in these days. Yeah. There's so much in this book of, like, situations where it's like, you can't have that, have um, adopt this child or have this child stay with you. Why not? Because you don't have any servants. <laughs> So she needs servants. <laughs> you must have. Some. It's like in um, well, all old books, and they're like, and she was a destitute, old, sick widow with only three servants. And you're like, Literally, and you're like, looks like you're destitute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like three people looking after one person. Yeah. Like how much mess are you making? <laughs> Literally, why do you need these things? Like th- three people to look after you. It. I would find it really awkward. Oh my god! Like, can can you imagine just someone coming in now, like being like, "Should we get you dressed then, madam? Shall I wipe your bum, madam? Shall I make you dinner, madam?" I am like, still in my pajamas, and it's like new. No, maybe maybe it'd be a good thing. <laughs> I'd be so awkward. You'd feel like surely it'd be humiliating. Yeah, it would. All right, what, what's happening now? So he's been bitten. He's going he home. Is. So yeah, he's gone home, and he's mentioned the um oh, yeah. his uh, landlady. Mm. Um, so it's the next day and he's going back over to the house, but it's really stormy, like the snow's coming down, like the moors are just treacherous, so it takes him a long time to get there on his horse, but by the time he gets there, he's like, I've <laughs> 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 come to see Miss for some wine. <laughs> wine, very emphatic on the wine point. And um, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned him before. Basically, there's a this old guy who lives. I just like to point out Marsha's face while I'm telling her this story. She's just smiling creepily at the camera, like, "Tell me more of the tale." Yeah, I want to know the story. I like having and stories told comfortably. Yeah. So there's this old um, sort of like stable hand caretakery type person, but he doesn't really do much. He just kind. Of, I mean, in a way, you could say it's kind that they've kept him on <laughs> when he but... does jack shit. <laughs> He is awful. <laughs> so, and they're all awful. So I think they've all just accepted that they're all terrible people and should just embrace it and stay together. Fair enough. But anyway. Isn't so that basically this... the concept for it's always sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. You can see what they based it on. <laughs> yeah. So there's this old, yeah, this old um, like kind of stagehand stage kind of character, Joseph. Yeah. And we hate Joseph for several reasons. Mm. One. Simply, he's a prick and he's not very nice to be around. Secondly, because all his speech, and he speaks quite a lot, is written in Old English. Uh. Like, it's written completely phonetically. So it's... (laughs) And everything he says, because it's untranslatable, is in the back, like in the notes. So every time he fucking speaks, you have to go to the back. And it's like... And then it's just like, he'll have said like a paragraph's worth of stuff. And what he actually said was, I won't put your horse in the stable because you're sinful. And you're just like... Well, why didn't you just say that? Why, why didn't you say that to my face? And who the fuck are you calling sinful? Yeah, so he's a big believer in the old god bloke and he doesn't like people. Fair enough. Yeah. And he's not a very nice person. Yeah. So Mr. Um, Lockwood is basically saying to this guy, Joseph, like, can you take my horse in? Mm. I'm I meant to be meeting Mr. Heathcliff for some food and wine. He did mention wine. Yeah, I was going to say and he Joseph's mentioned wine, like, mate. He never mentioned food. This is the first time hearing of food. Taking liberties now. <laughs> He's like, I, I, he mentioned food. Yeah, that was food, delicious food. <laughs> delicious food, I'm hungry. Um, and Joseph's like, I don't know you, and I don't like you. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I want you're and you don't even know me. <laughs> I want to react to people that way. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you. And I don't, and I don't like you. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you're mean. <laughs> I'm a nice person. <laughs> I'm a nice person, but eventually he is like, just take my horse in. He's like, boy. Yeah, show your so true colours. You're not a nice in. person. Oh, that's the other thing. Um, Mr. Heathcliff isn't there right now, so he's just like, 
rude. Well, this is what um, it was like. I know, like, uh, I think I've said this before in a really old episode, but um, so my boyfriend's parents had a band in, like, the 80s or whatever, so, like, pre, like, mobile phones. And they were like, we had a band practice, like, every two weeks. And it was just, like, organised and we didn't have phones and stuff. So we couldn't, like, you know, let people know if we weren't showing up. And so, yeah, you would just, like, do the practice and maybe once in a while someone wouldn't show up. You'd be like, oh, guess they got held <laughs> up or I'm not dead. <laughs> and then, like, you wouldn't know until, like, maybe they'd send a letter, but you wouldn't know until, like, the next oh practice in two weeks or next week when they showed up. Like, what happened last week? I think people were just more chill, though, because if you didn't show up, it was just a bit more... It wasn't like, oh, they're dead. <laughs> Jesus, what a strange time. Sounds relieving. I saw also my um, old uni um, lecturer, she had a boyfriend when she first went off to uni and she was like, we'd talk once a week on like the halls of residence phone and then we'd send each other letters but then there'd be like a thing where I was meant to go home on the bus to see him and something would happen and I might have missed the bus and I, I wouldn't be able to talk to him on the phone because, you know, we both had to like organise when we'd be at the phone to talk to each other. So I'd have to go home, send him a letter about how I missed the bus. <laughs> and he obviously is waiting at the other end in a couple of hours and just kind of like oh fair enough goes home a couple of days a letter arrives like all right makes sense jesus christ this sounds so stressful yeah i don't think yeah cut that relation you can understand why people break up when they go to uni if that's the kind of lifestyle literally like my god that is that is effort. <laughs> yeah not I'm a very it. lazy person. <laughs> Nothing's worth it. No. Naps. Naps. <laughs> anyway. So, so he goes into the sort of kitchen area yeah. and he sees like a young woman who seems very, who's like the most melancholy person he's ever seen and she <laughs> doesn't really speak to him. He's like, hello. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, y'all friendly over here. <laughs> y'all so friendly. Um, but he assumes, because she obviously she has to be connected to a man, mm. that she must be Mrs. Heathcliff, Heathcliff's wife. Yeah. And he's a bit like, weird <laughs> child bride. Oh, yeah, okay. she's young. She's not like super young, but she's a lot younger than Heathcliff. He must be like in his 40s at this point or so. Uh, I'm okay. guessing she's probably maybe in her 20s or so at this point. Yeah. So it is an age gap. Of, it is a bit like weird. Weird. Um, so yeah, he's a bit like, okay... That's a bit odd. But um, he later finds out that she's actually his daughter-in-law. And he's like, ah, okay. Okay. This makes more sense. I'm with you Daughter-in-law. So that yes. would be, he has a son that's married to her. Yes. Yes. Family dynamics with Marsha. There we go. Then a, um, a, a youth also comes in who is like basically a wild child kind of deal. He's probably like in his 20s as well. Like a little bit older than her. Yeah. Um, But he's just like creature of the the moors kind of vibe you know Swamp like creature <laughs> basically like um and also you gotta remember mr lockwood is very prim and proper so yeah. seeing someone who just comes in and like grabs oh. a loaf of bread and sinks his teeth in is like ah! <laughs> and also i'd like some bread anyway literally so it's, it's again i was mentioned why <laughs> So he basically makes a comment before he figure before he knows that he she's um his daughter in law yeah. being like so Y'all kids married? <laughs> that's weird. And at this point, Heathcliff's coming in and he's like, you think that's my wife? Mm. That, well, are you an idiot? That that's is, not my wife. That is rude, isn't it? It's like, you think I would marry a child? You think I'm a paedophile? Oh, cheers. See what you think of me. <laughs> Literally, like, you think I'm a paedophile? Yeah. Uh, uh, look, I have done some fucked up shit, but I have never touched a child yeah, like that. Exactly. I draw the line literally like that is my daughter-in-law yeah like, oh. so then he's like oh okay and he's obviously like kind of touched a bit of a nerve so he's like backtracking and <laughs> like, so then he's you like you protested too much i mean i did fuck her but come on <laughs> i did fuck her i mean i did <laughs> yeah. um but then so he's like oh okay well she and then he's thinking like oh they must be offended because i've suggested that she's not married to this gross brute um, and like because she's <laughs> clearly be above it because i insinuated you weren't married to this fucking minger uh, no, that Literally, bit's so, <laughs> but, then, but then he tries to rectify it, being like, oh, so you must be Heathcliff's son and you must be married to him. And both Heathcliff and Mrs. Heathcliff are both like, ew. <laughs> and she's like, you think I'd marry that? And Heathcliff's like, you think I birth? Well, I didn't birth anything, but yeah. you think that's my seed? <laughs> you think that's from me? He's a cretin. <laughs> He's a cretin. And the kid's just like, yeah, my name's Earnshaw. <laughs> just super like polite and like, well, say, uh, Earnshaw, pleased to meet you. 
<laughs> Mr. Earnshaw. No, he he isn't. He he isn't polite. He's very um. My name's Earnshaw. <laughs> My name. They call me Earnshaw. <laughs> because I'm un. Because you're unsure of me. Everyone's unsure of Earnshaw. <laughs> Everyone's unsure of Mr. Earnshaw. Um. So yeah, that's 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 the little family trio that they have going on here. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It's a little bit awkward. <laughs> um, his name's H- so his full name's H- um, Hareton Earnshaw is the brute. Okay. Brute. Um, and he'll be coming back later. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the storm outside is getting really, really bad. Yeah. So Mr. Lockwood is kind of like, so it's pretty bad out there. Probably can't go home tonight. And Why are you like, dropping hints? Don't you want to go home? Their house sounds minging. He does want to go home, but it's literally like a blizzard and he doesn't know the way back. Okay. So at first he's kind of like, at first he's like to Earnshaw, like, could you spare one of your stable hands to help me get home? Because I won't find my way in the dark and the snow. And he's just basically like, no. <laughs> so I love how savage everyone is. <laughs> it is so savage. So he's like, cool. Cool, cool. Can I stay here? And they're kind of like, you want to stay here? You want to stay here? We no, didn't want like, you well, to come round in the first place, mate. Well, to be fair, um, what's his face? Did invite him. Oh, but because he, could... he arrived unannounced and his dog bit him, he felt compelled. Yeah, he's like, I didn't really be staying the fucking night. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, can I stay here? And they're like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so they all just kind of leave him sat in the kitchen, just like... So why is his mum and dad with Tim? Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> We have to give some context for the listener. <laughs> so our parents, so, what do you want to say? So our parents, um, who listen to weird. this, by the way, hi, <laughs> hi, mum and dad. This was weird. <laughs> so they have a, they have a friend called Tim who came over to stay with them one time. I was also there, and um, I remember them talking during the day with Tim about how they were going to see. This was pre lockdown, just to be clear, oh, pre corona. Um, so yeah, it was like sometime last year. Um, and they were talking about going to see um, something like a music event in the village later on that night. So I didn't really think much of it. You know, old people do their thing, whatever. Yeah. So I was chilling upstairs and I kind of heard mum and dad get in the car and leave. And then I came down a little while later and realised that Tim was still there and that Tim wasn't going with them. They'd gone off without, without him, him and left him at home alone. Like, and I was like, well, you could have told me so I could at least have played a bit of host stuff. Being like, you know, I wouldn't have just spent like two hours up in my room because I thought I was alone. Like, <laughs> I would have made a bit more effort to be there and be like, hi, do you need anything? Do you need a cup of tea? But I was not mentally prepared for this. No. As Heathcliff says. And didn't you say you came down or something? You were like, oh, um, would you like a tea? And he was like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> something like that. And it was just, oh my God, it's just the most awkward thing. And I was like, and I didn't really want to say like why aren't you with mum and dad at the, at the live music event why don't you have, why aren't you as close to friends with mum and dad why I didn't want to be like say Tim why are you here <laughs> why have they run off and left you on your own literally and so I was like but also you know like like um like Heathcliff I'd kind of prepared to have a nice quiet evening by myself and do some painting <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't really prepared to give that up. <laughs> like, it's not my responsibility. I didn't, like, drop my friend like he was hot and leave. Literally. So I was trying to think. I was like, I was like, I'm not mentally, I haven't mentally prepared to talk to someone also, for four hours. what on earth do you and Tim have in common to talk about for hours? Literally. I was like, there's nothing. So I was like, we're going to have to put a film on. Tim, do you like TV musicals? Show. Literally, I was like going, I was thinking, like, what the fuck's on Netflix? What can I put on that, you know, is like something and then thank god for tim he was like i'm actually going to have an early night so i'm going to bed thank you so much thank you tim thank you thank you thank you and then i just roasted mum and dad when they go home like why would you leave me alone with him i mean that makes it sound a lot creepy than it was it wasn't it was just really awkward it was awkward i felt sorry for tim for being like ostracized they wouldn't have given up. i think i mean their version of the story is that tim didn't want to go he wanted an early night because you know he sometimes people want that and i'm like okay it's you still should have stayed at home yeah dodgy yeah yeah rudeness anyway like, so they're like anyway oh, after that we're going to bed Mitch, so basically the reason we sympathize with heathcliff is because he's basically our parents at this point <laughs> not later on he gets much worse but um <laughs> but right now yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, there also breaks out a sort of like a scuffle between um, Lockwood and Earnshaw and Heathcliff. It all gets a bit heated because it's all a bit on tenterhooks. Um, I think Lockwood is sort of being like tenterhooks. Oh, you did say tenterhooks. I was like, Hilarious. What do you think those are? <laughs> well, you see, after Lockwood established that um Mr that um Mrs. Heathcliff's husband, as in yeah. Heathcliff's son, was dead, he started hitting on her, being like, what? So, you like Tinder? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I thought you were just making an amazing link. I was like, that happened. No, that would be hilarious. No. The, Do you know what Tinder like getting... does? It starts the fire. Let's get going. Literally, she's like, <laughs> stay away, creepy man. But yeah, so um, basically Lockwood kind of is like, you guys are really fucking rude. Like, I can't go home and you're not giving me anything to hear. Like, it's rude. And they're like, yeah. will you fuck off, mate? <laughs> I <laughs> said, fuck off. <laughs> I, I kind of love them. So they start having a bit of a scuffle when in comes Zilla. They start having a physical fight. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? I nodded. That's you not good so on podcast. You are so rude. Yes. Put up your fists. <laughs> literally it's amazing <laughs> but then in comes zilla the housekeeper zilla. or as she's described the housewife oh, mm, but yeah. she's the housekeeper yeah um and she's just basically like she she's just basically like stop it <laughs> I, I won't i won't ha- i won't be having this um so, and so she sends um what's his face Earnshaw uh, out into the grounds like being like you need to go cool off outside in the snow yeah. out <laughs> go like, roll in the snow all right <laughs> All right, then I suppose I do need to cool off a little. <laughs> and so she sends, so they all go to bed and kind of leave with, again, not finding Mr. Lockwood anywhere to stay for the night. So he's again just sort of like, again, I can't leave and there's nowhere for me to go. And so Zilla's like, come with me, I'll find you somewhere. Zilla's so she gets you. Just sorting all the shit out. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So. She, like, gets him a candle and everything and is, like, showing him up the stairs and she's like, okay, the only... Because, like, that's the, one of the things, like, all the room... Because it's a big house, so there are... It's not like he can't have a room. It's like there's no rooms that are furnished yeah. for bed. Like, it's like, well, you could sleep on a bit of floor. And he's like, I don't really want to sleep on a bit of floor. Um, like, all the rooms are just shit. So that's, like, that's kind of where the issue is coming sounds from. sounds like a nightmare, you know, like, when you need to find a toilet and all the toilets it's are, like, filled with two and stuff or whatever. Also, if you ever, like... It sounds like when you go... When you're, like, a teenager and you go to a house party and you plan to stay the night okay. and then everyone starts falling asleep, but smart kids got the like the sofas and the spare room early on yeah. and then you're left there like oh, there's a bin there's a there's an old a can of stella soft stella literally like you are lucky to find and you're there like curled up under a damp towel like this will do i wish i was drunker <laughs> yeah someone gave me some hard liquor <laughs> literally so it's kind of that kind of vibe and you, you know it's late you're tired all you want is a bed mm. and there's, it's just not happening yeah so He's quite upset. So Zilla gets him a candle. She shows him up some stairs, and she ba- and she's like, "This is like the only chamber that will actually be of any good for you." I'm just picturing Godzilla in an apron, just walking around like human size. <laughs> <laughs> just like here see, you go, here's a candle. <laughs> see, because she's not really massively in the story, other than this kind of bit, really. Yeah. Um, so I forgot about her when I was writing my notes, and so the name Zilla popped out to me, and I thought she was a dog. Oh, Zilla the dog. Because, like, Zilla's a dog's name. Yeah. And so when I was, like, she got him a candle and started talking to her, I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> just one Who the hell was dog. Zilla? Housekeeper. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, but she says as she's showing him up the stairs, she's like, okay, just saying on the down low, you've got to keep really quiet in this room and probably, like, hide your candle a bit so the light doesn't shine out of the window because Mr. Heathcliff is really particular about this room and he doesn't want anyone staying in it. Oh, I feel so fucking welcome. Well, you're not welcome, me. So that would be why you're feeling well, that way. You're not welcome, but this is the only place with a bed. It also leaks and is a bit shit. So I thought you were going to say something like, you can stay in this room, but you've got to keep the candle hidden because there's a really violent ghost. And if she sees that, she'll disembowel you. Oh, great. Kind of. Yeah. But she just doesn't mention that. I know there's something about a haunting or something in this. It's coming. Oh, and it is Let's go. So yeah, he gets into like bed and like puts his candle like on the windowsill, even though that was where he was. Oh, uh, she literally it. just told you not to do that, you fucking prick. To be fair, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's why the ghost appeared. <laughs> maybe that's why she said not to put the candle there. 
But she didn't want to started to make a lot of sense. She didn't want to freak him out by saying it's a ghost. She was like, "Oh yeah, Heathcliff, particular. Just don't put the candle in the window. Eh, what's he gonna do? Oh for fuck's sake! I should have told you, Lit. ghost. Lit. Yeah, because well, also I think another thing was it is like on the windowsill, like scratched in like the paint is the names Kathy Heathcliff, Kathy Linton, and Kathy Earnshaw. Three Kathys that all got together. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's a bit like, okay, yeah, right. going to go to sleep. But then he realizes there's like a volume of books, like diaries, yeah. and he's obviously he's nosy. Yeah. So he has a little look in um in Kathy's book. To be fair, diaries. Oh my god, I'd fucking read them all. That sounds amazing. Well, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah, it's written by Kathy Earnshaw. Is yeah. the, it says like this is book is the property of Kathy Earnshaw. Mm. Um, so he has a little read, a little, um, a little read, mm. and he reads a passage where Catherine, it's clearly a child, mm. um, is saying how much she hates someone called Hindley because of his abusive tendencies towards Heathcliff, and how she wishes her father would return soon. Okay. And he's like, okay, okay. okay. Um, he's like, so we don't so like Hindley. Gathered, turning the page. <laughs> gathered, we like Heathcliff for some reason. Okay, seems um, She goes immature. on to say that Hindley made her cry even more because he said Heathcliff must not eat with them, he must not sit with them, and she and Heathcliff must no longer be friends. Oh, Hindley. Like, Hindley. Hindley. <laughs> so he continues to like kind of read her journal, and it's just like her life as a child and how she would be sort of naughty in church and always be like, can we go home now? Can we go home now? And Joseph, because Joseph was there when she was little as well, was like, the devil will get you, Miss Cathy, if you don't listen to the Lord. <laughs> Mind your peas and cues. And pretty much. And then so then like, and her and Heathcliff are basically little buddies and they're kind of like cheeky together. Mm. And so like, they'll like, you know, play little pranks, like, you know, changing the sugar for the salt oh, and stuff and piss. Oh, the little jiggles. You know, like, quite harmless stuff. But then because it's, the kind of Victorian times they get beaten together but here oh, but um together Kathy was quite good at getting out of being beaten because she was like the master of the house's daughter whereas mm. Heathcliff's like this little runt that was taken in so they just tend to take most of their beatings out on Heathcliff. <laughs> Kathy that's not cool you should be trying to keep both of you out of trouble so your mate doesn't like you know get savagely beaten. Well to be fair she, well no yeah but <laughs> at the same time she does try and stop Heathcliff getting beaten and to be fair she does get like a smack every now and then as well <laughs> but he just gets it harsher mostly because Hindley who is her older brother beats Heathcliff obsessively because um Mr Earnshaw Kathy's dad likes Heathcliff much more than Hindley oh got it well to be fair if you keep beating people Hindley that's that will make people not like you yeah and this is the child I found on the streets and it's kind of cute oh so he found Heathcliff on the streets yeah, we'll get to that a, li- a little bit um, later. A little later. So he's reading this and he's kind of drifting in and out of sleep. But at one point, he kind of wakes up and he hears like the branches tapping against the window. And he's like, Creepy. well, I ain't going to be able to sleep with that going on, am I? Yeah. So he reaches out through the window um, and goes to grab the branches. Yeah. And here is what it says. Knocking my knuckles through the glass and stretching an arm out to seize the impromptu net, um, branches. Knocking my knuckles through the glass makes it sound like he just punched through the window to get the branches. I think he kind of did. <laughs> oh, he broke it. Yeah. So, yeah, he's broken through the window to reach out and grab the branches that are making a noise. <laughs> right, casual. Casual, casual. Imagine just sort of like half waking up, like, oh, it's noisy. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of Phoebe's boyfriend in Friends when the bird's singing. When he shoots the bird. Yeah, he shoots it. Literally. Like, guys, come on. There are better ways to deal with this. Like, have you ever heard of a latch? Yeah. (laughs) Too tired, smash. Literally. So, um... This is what it says. Knocking my knuckles through the glass and stretching an arm out to seize the impromptu branches, instead of which my fingers closed on the fingers of a little ice-cold hand. That's disgusting! Um, the intense horror of nightmare came over me. I tried to draw back my arm, but the hand clung to it, and no. the most melancholy voice sobbed, Let me in! No. Let me in! No! And now you've broken the window, so you can't even shut it against her! Well, she's coming in. <laughs> she, she, she is coming in. <laughs> so Lockwood, to be fair to him, quite calmly in this situation is like, Who are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? So... What's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> and you can be the ghost re- now. 
Literally, but the ghost says that her, that her name is Catherine Linton, and he has time in this terrifying moment to register Linton. Linton. Funny, because all over the wall, it's you see a lot more Catherine Earnshaw than Catherine Lintons. <laughs> anyway, Anna, how can I help you, lady? Let Sorry. me in. Ah, no, I won't be doing that. You're fucking haunting. <laughs> yeah, Literally. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so, um, he's just basically like, I'm not letting you in. You're terrifying. Yeah. Let me go. And she's like. Nah, mate, let me in, though. No, off you fuck right away, love. <laughs> and she's like, um, oh, something funny happens. I, yeah, um, so he's like, not in, 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 like, he's like, not in 20 years would I ever let you in. And she's like, it's been 20 years and I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> funny you say 20. Because that's <laughs> like, I've, bang on. <laughs> that's bang on. Yeah, it's been 20 years and I've been lost on the moors a while. <laughs> and anyway, I'd like to come home now yeah. if you wouldn't mind. Mind you stepping aside, let me in. <laughs> and she's still got a grip on him at this point as well. And he's like, No, and she's like, Aha, you for letting me in now, please. And he's like, I ain't letting you in, scary bitch. I can see your little girl's child face now, oh, and it's haunting. It's horrible. So she, and so, um, in a fit of fear, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. realizing that the only part of her that is solid is her hand and wrist, yeah. he slams it down onto the broken glass and starts sawing it back and forth that's... to get his arm free. That's well, that's some straight up saw shit right there. That's fucking chilling. This isn't Literally. like Pride and Prejudice. It's not at all. It's bloody, it's quite literally bloody and haunting. <laughs> Accurate description. <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, so blood starts pouring and soaking over the bedclothes and everything. And Ooh. she's screaming, he's screaming, everyone's <laughs> screaming. And then in rush he rushes Heathcliff, like, what the fuck is going on? And why are you still here? And why are you in this room of all places? <laughs> what are you doing? You're the worst house guest ever. I hate you. You woke me up. Um and so at this moment, everything vanishes, like all the creepy ghosty stuff, the blood is gone. Just imagine so, him crying in the middle, like, ah, 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 I don't like it here. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> um, but then he, so he starts saying to Heathcliff, he's like, oh my God, there was this fucking like, gremlin creature. It was so scary. It was evil. And she called herself Catherine Linton. I mean, obviously, what a crazy bitch, am I right? <laughs> and then he remembers in the diary that um, Heathcliff was like her friend. And he's like, oh, I mean, you know, a troubled individual who is probably a very nice person. Very deep down inside, very sweet. Yeah, I'm sure she was nice. Once you, you get know. to know her. I'm sure she'd be lovely if she still had two arms. <laughs> What's that severed arm, ghost arm doing on the floor? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Take a look at that. That's fine. <laughs> so Heathcliff is like, well, you've woken me up, so I'll stay in this room now. You can go have my room yeah. and lie down and finish out the night since you are here. But for heaven's sake, don't repeat that horrid noise. <laughs> Nothing could excuse it unless you were having your throat cut. <laughs> and it's like, to be fair, I think uh, oh. haunting girls, I'm having to saw the arms off for it, a few screams. Can you imagine just being Lockwood like, look, I have been through hell tonight and I don't need you being mean to me right now. <laughs> Literally, like I could do a little support. Again, from Heathcliff's point of view, you weren't invited. <laughs> Literally, to be fair. So Heathcliff is like, well, you've woken me. I'm not going back to sleep now. So you might as well either go down to my room or, to be honest, I really couldn't give a shit. <laughs> don't give a shit. Just don't be in here. <laughs> yeah. And so Lockwood is like, I'll go downstairs because I'm not going back to sleep now. And then as soon as dawn comes, I'll be on my way. And Heathcliff's like, if you would, I'll be down in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, so as uh, Lockwood is leaving, um, he um, he leaves Heathcliff in the creepy room. And it says, I stood still and was witness involuntary to a piece of superstition on the part of my landlord, which um, bellied oddly his apparent sense. He got onto the bed and wrenched open the lattice, bursting as he pulled at it into an uncontrollable passion of tears. <laughs> come in, come in, he sobbed. Kathy, do come in, do once more. Oh, my heart's darling, hear me this time. Catherine, at last, the spectre showed a spectre's ordinary caprice. Just ordinary. It gave no sign. Ordinary. <laughs> Just ordinary. It gave no sign of being, of being, but the snow and the wind whirled wildly through, even reaching my station and blowing out the light. <laughs> like, great, Heathcliff. Now you've let in a draft. Yeah, now I'm cold and in the dark and I was already freaked out. Thanks. 
Also, Pranks. and you know what? She's gone. She's gone now. Fucking burn and be like, so there's clear like history between Heathcliff and Kathy, mm. and uh, like he wants her to come back in. This Joker shows up for five minutes, puts a candle in the window. She's clawing at the window. He's literally, literally Heathcliff comes in like, Kathy, you still there? Oh no, 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 Kathy here. Bye. <laughs> to be fair, she did just have her arm ripped off and like oh, yeah. sad, but she can't off. She's like, I'm good. I I am good. I'm going back to the moors where I can keep all my limbs. Literally, like, I've got to go regrow it for another fucking 20 years. Yeah, see, I'll 20. be back, Heathcliff. I'll be back for the next house guest. I'll be back to give them a fright. <laughs> to be fair, it sounds very fitting of Kathy's character just to, like, keep mugging Heathcliff off like that, but pop up and freak other people out. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah. It's pretty, at least pretty you're, fitting. like, you know, consistent with your branding. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the following morning, Mr. Heathcliff takes Lockwood back towards his own house at the Grange. But mm. Mr. Heathcliff doesn't really wait for Lockwood because obviously Heathcliff's lived there all his life, pretty much. So he knows the way, he knows the land. And so he's just, like, galloping over it. Yeah. And um, Longwood, Lockwood is, like, struggling behind in the deep snow. <laughs> oh, they get Lockwood. to a, finally get to a gate. And Heathcliff's like, so... If you follow that, if you follow on through there, there's normally a road, but lol joke, it's covered in snow so you can't see it. But anyway, the Grange is like three miles that way. Bye! Bye! So, and then he fucks off, leaving Lockwood to like go go at it on his own. And it takes like, it ends up walking like seven miles because he gets all turned around and finds himself back at the gate at one point. He's like, ah! I just want to go home! so he finally gets home and he's like i hate her i hate heathcliff i bet he did that to legit try and murder me because he doesn't like me i'm very sad and very cold <laughs> i need a cocoa literally so he ends up getting like a terrible cold because mm. you know what happens with victorians and you leave them out in the snow they can he handle um, it they can he handle it are they victorian i don't know i didn't read it katie <laughs> yeah i mean i did i'm just very bad at dates but anyway what does it go Georgian, where's Edward in all this? Um, there's two Georgian periods. Yeah, one's after the um. I was gonna say Christian period, no Victorian period. I thought you were gonna say one's after the other, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that yes, that does is. tend to be the way. <laughs> I I've got a feeling it's Georgian, it Edwardian, Victorian, Georgian. Ah, sorry everyone, that was very violent. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember when this was published and stuff. It says first published in the front of my book. But what it actually says is first published in 1992 by Wordsworth Editions. They like, always okay, do that. Like, that's... I don't think it was. Maybe this edition. <laughs> like, this edition, sure, but it, the original wasn't. Like, damn, anyway. they're all fashion. <laughs> damn, they're all fashion. The 90s were a weird time. I mean, you are quite young, Casey. You might be like, and this was in 1994. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Before my time. Exactly. <laughs> so Mr. Lockwood found himself bedbound back at home um, and getting very, very bored because basically all his servants, I know it's such a hard life yeah. he needs, um, basically just come in, drop his food off and then go. So he's getting quite bored. <laughs> so he went to him and his housekeeper's coming in. He's like, Nelly, 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 do stay and talk to me. I wish to know things. And he says, I did not think of her as much of a gossip except for her own, except for matters of herself, which could not possibly interest me. And it's like, all right, oh, bitch, fuck off. Like, you're the one that wanted to talk to her. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm not bitch. interesting enough. I, to be fair. Do you know any... We've got a couple of friends who just aren't gossips and don't get involved with other people's business. Oh my God, like good people or something. And mm. you're like, so what's the goss? And they're just like, nothing really. And you're like, look, I know you're friends with so-and-so who's had a breakup and I know you're friends with so-and-so who's done this. So please give me the fucking gossip. <laughs> Literally, like, come on. I want to know everything. everything. So he's like, okay, Nelly. Mm. Nelly, Nelly, why don't you come and sit with me this evening? We'll have dinner together. Not in a romantic way, just in a chat kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, we'll, I, you know, I'm bored lying here in bed and I'd like to know a little bit more about my landlord. Do you know him? He's <laughs> and she's like, I do know him to be fair. I'll go get my sewing so I've got something to do while I talk about it. I thought it. you were going to say, like, I'll go get my notes. So Heathcliff, Heathcliff, Heathcliff. Uh, here we go. He is... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair pretty much because then the rest of the fucking book is from her point of view so oh no all right yeah fair enough except from the odd moment when it's like i'm back to lockwood i was better now but i was still interested in the story <laughs> like, nelly what happened next sh- wow just lockwood shush go back to nelly <laughs> literally so also sorry 
So it's all like a woman telling this story, but they can't just kick it off with like a woman like, oh, let me tell you about this guy called Heathcliff and the journey. It's like, well, let's frame it within the enablement from a nice man who's given her the platform to talk. Literally, because you can't have anything from a woman's point of view. This is what I mean about like the kind of setup for the narrator is weird. Yeah. I like how frustrated I'm getting with these things now. Like before I might have done like a big like, I did do a little bit of a speech then, but just like, oh my God. Just screaming It is now. so annoying. <laughs> like in, I mean, it is interesting having Lockwood there because it does provide a little bit of foreshadowing. So when you're reading it, you're like, ah, so I know this has to happen. But she could that's do the that like, in the future. Like, let me start off with Lockwood. <laughs> exactly. Like she could kind of lay out Lockwood and then Lockwood came back from meeting Mrs. Heathcliff, who is Heathcliff's daughter-in-law. Mm. And... Um, Hareton, Earnshaw and stuff like so yeah it all has to be framed within a man's narrative yeah, because literally. penis yeah and it would be so much creepier like imagine like oh my god wouldn't this be like a good one woman play actually like to do an abridged yeah. version like in a rocking chair with your sewing like I knew Heathcliff I- I'm rocking guys and I mean I mean there wouldn't be noise because that'd be really uh, it'd take away from you the performance you could do a dramatic st- telling of it interesting yeah I think you should write an abridged version of it and do like a creepy like one woman play of it I'm thinking about it. I'm working it out. This isn't the platform to be working it out on no. because it's a lot of silent and me just looking off into space, as I think. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you a rocking chair. We'll do some creepy lighting. And she doesn't have I to I know be... how to knit. Yeah, there you go. And she doesn't have to be old either. It just has to be creepy. No, to and be you're fair, creepy. Like, I am quite creepy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she... She I mean, she must be of an age. but mm. she. She's got she's to still be able to work. She's probably in her 50s by this point. Oh, well. Well, this is our dramatic retelling. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll give you a late night. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> we'll let everyone um, listen to your cracky knees. They'll be like, that's a 50-year-old whoever I heard my one. poppy hips Oh, yeah, well. your poppy hips. My cracky knees and my poppy hips. And my growling tummy. I need breakfast soon. Oh, That's dear. lunch now, winner. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll just give a little bit more of um, an insight and then we'll probably round up episode one. Okay. So he starts talking to Mrs. To, to Nelly um, to kind of like figure out who the fuck everyone is and get mm. a bit more insight. Mm. Um, let's see where we've got to. Oh, yeah. So he's basically like, so <laughs> who is Mrs. Heathcliff. So like, who and, is Heathcliff? Dude, you just met him. You gotta come on with the basic characters. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, who is Mrs. Heathcliff? And she's like, well, her maiden name was Catherine Linton. Mm. And so she was my master's um, daughter. Isn't her my husband, lo- not husband, sorry, father, Erwin, er, what was it? Erston. Well, this is the thing. And so... Um, Lockwood responds, what? Catherine Linton? I exclaimed astonished, um, but a minute's reflection convinced me it was not my ghostly Catherine Linton. Then I continued, my predecessor's name was Linton? It was. And who is that Earnshaw Hanton who lives with um, Mr Heathcliff? Are they relations? No, he is the late Mrs Linton's nephew, the young lady's cousin then. Yes, and her husband was her cousin also, one of the mothers and the other of the father's side. Heathcliff married Mr. Linton's sister. I'm lost, Katie. What? Okay, so let me break it down for you. <laughs> yeah. This is where. I, so also, I'd just like to say I also wrote a little note in this at this point yeah. because when I was reading the book, I didn't know how things were going to unfold. Yeah. So I wrote a little note, being like, "I'm confused mm. because I thought Kathy and Heathcliff were lovers, mm. but so they've had children with other people yeah. and then their children shacked up. That's weird." That is literally what happened. Okay. <laughs> so kind of like um, lovers that couldn't be together, I guess. They went off and, yeah, married other people. And then yeah. they, they get to live their love through their children. Guys, that's not right. That's That sounds bit. No, it's, it's, it's very messed up. It's not really so, incestuous, I guess, but it sounds incestuous. So Catherine, original Catherine, who was the ghost, mm. um, married Mr. Linton. Okay. And had a daughter mm-hmm. who was also on, called Catherine but you Linton. said... Why are there two... So there's two Catherine Lintons. One of them, that's her birth name. And the other one, that's her married name. Yeah, because the Please. older Catherine is Catherine Earnshaw. Okay, so from now on, we're going to have... Can we call the one who is Catherine Linton birth name? No. The, so, so, so who is the one that's in love with Heathcliff? Ka- the, we'll call her Cathy. Cathy, this is what I'm getting at. So she's Cathy so, and her daughter's Catherine. Yes, okay, so cool. Cathy married Linton, yeah. Mr. Linton, and had... um. Catherine. Yeah. Um, Kathy's brother was called um, Hareton Earnshaw and 
No, that's not her brother. Sorry. Her brother is called Hindley Earnshaw. Yes, Hindley. And his son yeah. is called Hareton Earnshaw. So he's, he's, the, ca- the he's br- Kathy's nephew. With you, yeah. Um, Mr. Heathcliff, which is weird because he kind of grew up as a brother to Hindley and Kathy. Yeah. But um, Kathy and Heathcliff want a bone. <laughs> it's weird. Um, he marries Mr. Linton, so Kathy's husband's sister. Okay, and they have Mr. a child. Linton. I was like, getting cosy, getting cosy, getting cosy, getting cosy. <laughs> so, no. so that's all a little bit of like a weird little dynamic. Yeah. Um, and so they have a son. Mm. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave the the family dynamics because then things get more complicated but the spoilers so we'll I'm, come to the next I'm with it now as it. long as we always call original Ghost Kathy Catherine Kathy, is Kathy and daughter Catherine yes uh, you're yes. Catherine I mean it's okay because we're going to get into the story because now that the time has stopped jumping between past and present mm. now we're just going into Nellie's retelling of it which is so linear now, yeah mm. so now now it's linear mm. so Catherine there's in Mrs. Heathcliff now yeah doesn't exist yet because Kathy's still a child. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. With so she's you. gone. She's she, not in it. She's not. She, we don't need to worry about her anymore. She's out of the picture. She's gone. It's fine. And so, and so is Hareton Earnshaw, and so is Heathcliff's son. They're gone. They're we don't gone. need to worry about them right now. They're not in it. Twinkles in everyone's is, eyes. I would just like to say, mm. I never studied this at school, but this is, Wuthering Heights is a classic book that um, GCSE A level students will study. Yeah. Why? Why are there only three fucking names in it? It's so weird. And also, Katie, I feel a little offended that your name's really Catherine. Like I am too. <laughs> yeah. There's another one in it. It's a good job you call Katie. Like I know it'd be very confusing otherwise. <laughs> so yes, I that did is what? the confusing, cheeky incest in old novels. That's very, very confusing. Mm. So, um, should we leave it there today? Because then, now we've crossed that bridge, I feel, feel like our viewers might just need to process that for a little while. I think when we release this also, we should release a little family tree on Instagram so people can see. We can draw I up. remember um, when, I remember being told about this book by our sister, Naomi, because mm. she studied it for, I can't remember if it was GCSE or A-level yeah, or Yeah, she studied it for something. Yeah, but I remember her telling me the outline of the story and being very confused. And in her version of the book, because it was like a... Um, it was, you know, when like, you're at school and you get those versions of the book where they have extra big margins to write notes in yeah. and stuff like that and like helpful tips. It was one of those ones and it had a family tree in it and it did make things a lot more simple. Yeah. So yes, we will be posting it with a with a family tree because yeah. my God, it is complicated otherwise. <laughs> um, by the sounds of it, I won't have to draw one then. So that's good. I can find one online. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we do come to that, I'll draw it because... I know it. I don't know. I, I really took on board what you were saying then. I feel like I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, we get there. But anyway, so what we've learned is the Heathcliffs and Wuthering Heights and that lot are very unpleasant, but they speak their minds. Yeah, they, they, they are to the point. They are authentic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Authentically horrible. <laughs> Lockwood likes wine and uh, wine and a gossip. Mm-hmm. I think we'd get on splendidly. Yeah, yeah. And Nellie it knows everything and she's the real heroine of the story because she's the one telling the story and Lockwood can get fucked. Yeah, and we've only like just met her near the um, end of our first episode because that is the fucking way with these things. It is, it really is. I feel I've got like um, just... We might have released it by now on Patreon, guys, but we probably not. Anyway, we've been doing a little uh, series for uh, Patreon, which has to be swear word free. And I feel like I've got PTSD with trying not to swear so much. But now I'm like, I can Honestly, swear Honestly, it's so hard. <laughs> I remember last time, the last time we recorded for that, I couldn't swear. I then went over to, or maybe it was time for, I can't remember, but. I then went over to a friend's house yeah. and I kept being like, oh, I can't swear. Wait, no, I can't. Yeah, I can. <laughs> but it was good, like, every now and then we'd swear and you'd be like, you can't swear. And then when I was re-editing it, because um, you'd be like, I'm fucking this. And I'm like, yeah, fucking that. And then you go, oh, I swore. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you did. Shit, let's edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it just flows. You have to, like, um, on the form, verify. Uh, uh, something else, I can't talk about it. Um, but, yeah, you have to, like, verify that... Um, you're submitting stuff that can be played on the radio. I'm like, I mean, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we will Maybe. talk more about that when we can, guys. We're those annoying people, like, oh my god, we're working on a project. We can't say right now. I'm just not sure. Like I've said, there might be swear words in it. They might not be able to do anything with it. So, mysteries. <laughs> mystery we'll see um but yes thank you for tuning in for episode one of pride and prejudice join us again soon for more yeah um probably (laughs) you said pride and prejudice (laughs) i'm glad i caught it i was 
like, something wrong like, with what you just said. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Pride and Prejudice. You fucking love Darcy. I just, just fucking, I just think me and Darcy would, to be fair, if I met Darcy, we'd never go anywhere. You would never both go introverts, anywhere. We're like, should we go somewhere? Her, don't be disgusting. No, you would, I mean, fair. you would never go anywhere with your relationship. It would never get off the ground because you'd both be too awkward and introverted. Yeah, I think I think we'd probably hate each other. Yeah. Well, to be fair, then he'd be like, I fancy you, but I hate your family. And I'd be like, who doesn't? <laughs> You're like prudent. Who doesn't? Only I get to say it. <laughs> Who doesn't? Think you're special? Like, not... <laughs> you think that makes you special, man? You suck. We're all dicks and we've to made be fair, our peace To Darcy, it. maybe he thought he was being really original with that proposal. He's like, hey, no one ever seen a proposal like this. She didn't like it. I wonder why. Jane Austen likes that again with the persuasion. Guys, we'll look at persuasion. Oh, I can't do the spoiler, though. No. Uh, but yeah, she does a weird proposal in persuasion. <laughs> Shit. I mean... Jane Austen never got married, so I guess she just doesn't know how they work, but they're meant to be nice. Maybe they will say weird things when they propose, because that would be unexpected. Not in a good way, Jane. No. I mean, she clearly just didn't know that people... Well, to be fair, maybe just people weren't very nice, so she was like, look, this is just what men are like. Yeah, like Emily Ponte. Accurate. I just love that sort of like, oh, I can't believe you've written the lead male in your book to be so horrible. Have you met men? Pretty ac- <laughs> seems pretty accurate to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, we hope you enjoyed the first episode. I suppose we should. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> it was. And uh, yeah, I think uh, if you have enjoyed and. I, I don't know. Basically, Katie, do the plugs. I don't know how to really lead into uh, it. So if you have enjoyed this, please do come back and we will be looking at the rest of Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Um, and believe me, Shit goes down. down. <laughs> there is, there is a lot in that. Um, so yeah, please tune back in to to hear the rest. Um, if you've liked this and you too are confused about Catherine and Kathy and Heathcliff, Heathcliff and Earnshaw and Hindley and the rest of them, please do go to go check over at our Instagram, which is at unclassical underscore podcast, where we will post a family tree so you can understand it in your mind's eye this is a very um, bad place to interrupt you but i was thinking the other day if they search unclassical on all the social medias you'll find us yeah <laughs> i was like are we at a point with technology where we don't need to do handles anymore i mean i, I realize this is a very weird place to discuss this we should probably discussed it before but still like so i'm still gonna do the plugs in total okay um i'm my slow find- marsher let me go <laughs> Let me go. You can also find us on Twitter at unclassical underscore pod. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also available on email. So if you have any book suggestions or if you want to say, actually, you got that wrong, they actually said this because I wrote my notes quite a long time after I wrote this, mm. which is probably done. You wrote your notes a um, long time after you yourself. wrote this? You wrote the book? You are Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> I am Catherine <laughs> after I read it. So I probably, you know, did make some little mistakes here and there. So if you want to correct me, Please don't. Um, my my ego is fragile. Um, but you can email us, and our email address is email.unclassical at gmail.com. I was going to say, and if you're emailing with mistakes, our email is uh, suckadick. Uh. <laughs> it's suckadick, we hate you. Um, it's at hashtag you get a real job, Boris, at um, writeyourownpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Patreon, and there's some pretty cool stuff over there, um, which you can go and check out. Mm. Um, and that is patreon.com forward slash unclassical. If you don't remember all that and can't be bothered to replay it or to listen in and find out where to find us, type in classical into your search engines and you'll find us. Yeah, this is what I, yeah, I said the other day. Unclassical is a made-up word. It doesn't appear that often. Hence why you can't really listen to us on Alexa because it's a made-up word and she doesn't recognise yeah. it. So stuff like that it struggles with, but it does make us quite easy to find because unclassical is an easy name to remember mm. and it's also, it's 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 unique, so it's yeah. its own thing. Well done with naming this podcast. You yeah. did a good Apart job from those that. dickheads on Facebook who've got the same name as us, but I feel like we're... We've With got... the originals, even though I think they had it first. Yeah, I, I don't think they're doing anything anymore, though. So Good. we lasted, they're... man. We lasted. We lasted. <laughs> but... So thank you for tuning in. Yeah. And we'll you'll hear us next next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.